Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to this late Friday edition of TC Live, our half-hour post-game show as we hit the business end of a big week on Tennis Channel. Four events across four continents for 17-plus hours every day, ending each night in Delray Beach. Here's what's coming up on the show tonight. While quarterfinal Friday got wet in Buenos Aires, things overheated in Rotterdam, where this three-time major champ took matters into his own hands. Plus, championship Saturday now set in Doha. Last year's winner has steamrolled her way to the final and now faces the American number one. And our Black History Month celebration continues as we honor a woman who broke racial barriers as a player and a coach. With that, we say welcome once again to TC Live in our studios in Santa Monica, California. Thanks for staying up with us. Steve Weissman, Chanda Rubin, and Prakash Amitraj. There was rain in Delray Beach. There was rain in Argentina, but we made it through, and so did Taylor Fritz. Yeah, he so Man Reader didn't make it easy on him at all. It's amazing. For a guy who doesn't have a giant weapon in Manorino, he makes your life so difficult out there. He has that awkward low ball. He didn't miss very much today. There were a lot of credit to Taylor for hanging in there after the semis last week for his standard, not as well as he would have wanted to do in Dallas. So rounding into form here, wouldn't it be nice pick up a little title as he heads into Indian Wells? Title is always nice. <laughs> And especially when you have to battle just a bit, as Taylor Fritz has had to do. And this was not an easy match against Adrian Manorino, who sort of held him at times. And uh, Fritz had to have some real discipline about his tennis and came through beautifully in the end with it. One of his goals, get to the top five if Taylor raises that trophy this weekend on Monday. Top five player Man. in the world. We'll have full highlights from Delray Beach coming up later in the show, but we start with the quarterfinals in Argentina. The top seed, Carlos Alcaraz, playing his second match of the new year, facing Dusan Lajevic. Alcaraz looking to get back to number one in the world, Prakash. As expected, a better performance than we saw in his opening match where he dropped a set. Very fired up here, forehand working on all cylinders, and one of the trademarks of the Alcaraz game, that movement. You can see on the dead run there, able to dip that backhand. Such tremendous Tremendous outside leg strength and left hand work there to be able to dip it down. Finds himself at a set point here. And then again, that massive forehand. It's not just big, but it's really, really heavy. And he's able to generate that from so far behind the baseline. Tough to pick, which is a better surface for him between clay and hardcourt. And we're talking about the U.S. Open champion. Some other fine movement here, this time with some fine touch at the end. Not some power. So you can see the kid obviously has it all. And I'm glad that he got to be able to use all these different aspects of his game. Was challenged a little bit. Dropped his serve twice. Had four double faults there. Probably a few more than he would have liked. But still, four and two. Pretty comfortable. Seals it with a huge one. Won more than 50% of his return points. Converted five of ten break points. He's in the semifinals. I knew that the, it was going to be really, really difficult. Uh, Dusan is playing great uh, on clay. He's a, a great player and really tough one. And uh, yeah, I had to, to be really, really, uh, I mean, solid. 
you know, uh, from the from the tip of the of the court. And uh, yeah, I, my second my second match of the of the year, and I'm really happy with my performance. Second match of the year. He is 2-0, Chanda Rubin. Uh, Steve Tigner wrote an article on Tennis.com, and he asked this question. Could starting the year at number two be a blessing in disguise for Alcaraz? Maybe the target a little bit smaller on the back? What do you think? I mean, we have to find ways to write stories, and we've got to come up with something here. I mean, you know, I can understand, you know, that train of thinking. Of course, you know, Alcaraz getting to number one in the world seemed to happen so quickly. And when you consider, you know, players like Djokovic who weren't able to play certain times of the year, uh, you know, did he feel like a true number one? He certainly played like it. Mm -hmm. But maybe just being one spot off, maybe that does release a little bit of pressure uh, to, uh, for somebody who's maybe not used to playing quite at this space just yet. I mean, we'll see. But certainly, I think the biggest thing is him coming back and finding that rhythm again after being off for a few months. That's difficult uh, when you're, you know, this young yeah. in your career. So hopefully he can get something going as he's already done and, you know, keep that train rolling. This is a weird thing to say about a player who's in the top couple of spots fighting for that number one spot. I don't think Carlos Alcaraz really feels a whole lot of pressure. I mean, as we saw last year, when he gets into these big moments, he seems to revel in it. And if he misses, he, he's, he's willing to miss by living by his own sword kind of thing. And as we saw there in those highlights, he's just so explosive. He's got the kind of firepower that can beat a Novak Djokovic even when he's playing well. You brought up Djokovic, what I can't wait for this year, and I'm hoping it happens. I want to see both them play in a best-of-five set mm. match with both of them at their full power. Still haven't seen it yet. And maybe have that number one ranking on the line. Come on, in Weissman. That match. Put a little salt on it. Get us some popcorn and let's go. Here's the final four in Argentina. Alcaraz taking on Zapata Morales next in the semis. And then Cam Nori had a tough win today against Echeverry. Juan Pablo Varias coming through on the other side as well. Meantime, to Rotterdam we go. Defending champ Felix Auger-Aliassime trying to get his first win against Daniil Medvedev in their fifth meeting for Kosh. Both guys have won seven straight at 500-level events. Well, we just saw some spectacular offense from Carlos Alcaraz in the last highlight. Now we see some spectacular defense. I mean, Daniil Medvedev at his octopus best in this match. You can see those two points there finding massive forehand and backhands from so far behind the baseline. And even here, it looks like Felix has pulled him outside the court, outside the doubles alley. Just a couple of steps over, able to find that forehand, make Felix's life a little bit difficult. Second set here, Daniel finding some offense, finds his way into the net. Beautiful technique on this little backhand 360, a little ballerina action there. To be able to get that net point in the bag. And again, just a little bit too solid. Felix just not able to use that firepower to push through the big offense. Medvedev said it was his best match of the week. We did not get a Squidward dance. Just five unforced errors. There will be a new winner this year in Rotterdam. So could it be Yannick Sinner? The Italian riding a five-match winning streak into his quarterfinal with three-time major champ Stan Bavrinka. The Swiss star, just one win from a return to the top 100, Dave. Well, I, I love seeing Stan play well, and I want to see him get back to the level he was at, but it just wasn't to be today. Sinner riding that confidence from winning a title last week and just looks so sharp all the way through. Just forcing Stan into making decisions like this got him super frustrated throughout, and Sinner's really been hugging the baseline, making his opponents really feel the pressure over this last week and a half. And when he's mixing things up, using the drop shot as well, He's, he's pretty challenging. Stan did put up a good fight here, getting that break back, even things out a little bit. You can see the crowd really trying to get behind him. Just wasn't enough. At the end of the day, Yannick just a little bit 
level above and uh, able to close things out one and three. Center keeping the good vibes going. Now two wins from back-to-back -back titles. That would put him on the verge of the top ten again. Nice love the net. Stan and Sinner. Sinner will face a hometown favorite in the semis. Medvedev will meet 2018 finalist Grigor Dimitrov, who saved two match points to defeat Alex Dimonor today. You don't want to miss Dimitrov in our hot shot of the day later in the show. First, we head to Doha, though. The women already in the semifinals. Jesse Pagula, Maria Sakri split their four meetings last year. Chanda, tough conditions in this one. Yeah, but it was Pagula who handled everything just a bit better. She was so solid from the start of this match. A little variety there with the slice forehand. I mean, she is a player now who just believes in her game. She would get up uh, in the second set, and it looked like she was maybe going to get it done in two. But Sakri fought back and had some firepower of her own, finding the passing shot there. But in the third, Pagula did a beautiful job of resetting, of getting back to what got her in the lead. Better court positioning there and winning the battle of the cat and mouse tennis. She's got such good feel. We've seen her on the doubles court winning Pagula, and I think that has helped her singles as well. But just looked so comfortable in those big moments. And in another big match, it's Pagula coming through with the goods. She's into her sixth career final and back up to number three in the live rankings. How difficult was it just to establish any rhythm? Yeah, I don't know about you guys or if you could tell, but it, that was probably the hardest conditions I've ever had to play in as far as wind-wise. I mean, it was really, really tough. Um, I'm glad I wasn't able to get too frustrated. Uh, and definitely, I think I played very smart. Meantime, Iga Sviantek continues carb-loading on the tennis court. After a bagel and a breadstick in the quarters, she doubled up on the dough against Veronica Kudermatova, Chanda. Uh, and the Sviantek forehand, it is a big weapon, and it was on full display early in this match. And it just kept Kudermatova off balance and on her heels. And for a big hitter, uh, as Kudermatova is, that is a very uncomfortable feeling. The backhand of Sviantek was also firing when she needed it. And once Sviantek gets a lead and opens up a match, it's very difficult to stop that train from rolling. She would get that first set six love, and Kudermatova struggled to find any inroads into the Sviantek game. This was another break point for Sviantek. And again, just playing aggressively, going from defense to offense, and there were very little places for Kudermatova to go into. The serve wasn't really giving the dividends she was used to, and Sviantek gets through in another very comprehensive win. 14 winners, five unforced errors, 56 minutes of work today, Chanda. That's three more than her last match. A uh, scary high level from the world number one. The final, Iga Sviantek, Jesse Pagula, one versus two. Meeting for the seventh time, 4-2 Iga, but Jesse won their last match. United Cup earlier this year. What do you think makes the difference tomorrow? This is be a little one versus two. I, I can't wait for this. Uh, Iga is looking very much like the Iga who just tore through the WTA Tour last year. So she's, she's got to be coming and feeling as confident as it gets. And that match at the United Cup has to be in the back of her mind a little bit. Not only did Jesse beat her, but Iga got pretty emotional after. And, and, you know, the cameras were around and that was shown everywhere. So I'm sure Iga wants to come out with a little bit of a different result. Love the body language from Eva. L Iga looks super positive out there. But I also love Jesse's reaction at the end of the match. I mean, she was pumping her fist and getting pretty vocal out there. I'd love to see a little bit more from that from her. 
in the final. I think it's going to be a blockbuster. Yeah, I mean, we may see a bit more of that, especially uh, in these tough conditions. And Pagula really showing herself that she could weather that storm literally and find, you know, a level of tennis, a high level of tennis. And I think the beatdown that Pagula put on Sviantec at the United Cup, that adds a little spice to take a few words from you, Prakash. That adds a little something to this match coming up tomorrow. And I think for Pagula, she's got to feel good about her chances, but I expect Sviantec to come and, and try to hit with some body blows early. Casey, I missed that. That was that was beat down. <laughs> she said just to get that clear. That's exactly what that what that match was. Iga's only lost two games in two matches so far. Looking to defend her title. We will let you know if Pagula and Coco Goff could do that in Doha on the doubles court later in the show. But when we come back, today's Black History Month feature celebrates a woman who broke barriers as both a player and a coach. You don't want to miss this remarkable story. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Ann Coger rose from the segregated courts of the Jim Crow era to become a decorated professional, player, coach, and mentor. Succeeding as a black woman in a predominantly white sport, Coger possessed a unique combination of talent, grit, pride, and determination. She grew up in a racially divided Baltimore and learned to play in the city's segregated Druid Hill Park. In 1961, she won the ATA National Girls 12 and Under Championship, an accomplishment only enhanced when considering how many tournaments excluded black players. She attended the HBCU Morgan State University, where she was a four-year letter winner in tennis as well as basketball, field hockey, and volleyball. She joined Bonnie Logan, playing on the Morgan State men's tennis team to become the first black woman to represent a historically black university in a national collegiate championship. Another milestone soon followed as Coger became one of the first African-American women to play professional tennis on the Virginia Slim circuit. But Coger also made her mark as a teacher of the game. She devoted her post-playing career to coaching 35 years at Haverford College, providing access and instruction to youth eager for their own tennis opportunities. These efforts earned her recognition from the Arthur Ashe Youth Tennis and Education Center and the Black Sports Legend Foundation. In 2010, Ann Coger was inducted into the Black Tennis Hall of Fame, a fitting punctuation to a distinguished and barrier-breaking career. Thank you, Taylor. In addition to her accomplishments as a player and coach, in the 1980s, Ann Coger was the first woman to referee a Division I men's basketball game. All our Black History Month features available at TennisChannel.com. Our celebration continues all week here on TC Live and all month on Tennis Channel. Straight ahead, world number one Novak Djokovic approaching another big-time milestone as he makes his case for the greatest ever. We'll tell you what it is next.
Tanner Perkowski back on TC Live, and we go back to Doha where Jesse Pagula and Coco Goff won their first doubles title together 12 months ago. Looking to repeat today against Ludmila Kitchenok and Yelena Ostapenko, Chanda. And it was looking good early on with Pagula and Goff, a wall up there at the net. The athleticism of golf, the solidness of Pagula, but this would go deep into the third set match tiebreak after Kitchenok and Ostapenko took that second set. But Goff and Pagula, they were undeterred, and they are so confident. They have won so much together in a fairly short partnership, relatively speaking, and they win again another big title. And how sweet it is for Pagula. Singles still in it and gets a doubles title alongside Coco Golf. Back to back, and they, and they post for photos back to back. Pagula could be the first woman since Ash Barty to sweep singles and doubles at the 500 level event. To Delray Beach we go. Night session, Taylor Fritz at a career high seven in the world, trying to reach his third semifinal of the season. Chanda, you called this one against Adrian Manorino. Uh, this first set went back and forth. They traded breaks early, and here in the first set tie break, it was set point for Fritz, and then it was Manorino who struck back. And Fritz coming up with the big one there, though, to really turn the tables, found a way to get the return back. That was a struggle over the course of first set for Fritz. And this point was a big time forcing play and forcing the error from Manorino. And that first set was crucial because it was shaping up to be a long night regardless. And Fritz able to get that first set and the early break in the second. And he would get an insurance break. And that proved to be what he needed. Showing a little variety there with the chip slice. Game set match. And in the end, it was the big serving of Fritz that got it done. Taylor Fritz, semifinals for the first time at Delray Beach. I've had a lot of time recently where I've been able to put in work and I definitely feel like I'm feeling pretty fit. Tonight was obviously, it was very physical, it was super humid. Um, but yeah, I, I felt pretty good. All right, here's your final four in Florida. Taylor Fritz taking on fellow American Mackie McDonald into his second semifinal in Delray Beach after a comeback win over Michael Moe. 2019 champ Radu Albot going to meet Miamir Ketsmanovic, the Serbian, defeated Marcos Giron today. Time now for the social net. Novak Djokovic one week away from equaling Steffi Graf's record. 377 weeks at number one in the world. Uh, Prakash, how big of a factor is this record when determining the GOAT? Gosh, I mean, we might have to start having a different conversation. Instead of using the word greatest, we might have to say best or most accomplished. But let me tell you, regardless, all the people who are pulling for Rafa, pulling for Roger on the male side of things for the GOAT, running out of analytical arguments with this one. That's the problem. I mean, this is just such a tough argument. And every time we kind of get into the conversation, I say you know, it's hard to pick a goat when you've got, you know, different errors, different things that came into play. You cannot compare one to the next. I mean, we can compare Novak, Roger, and Rafa because they've sort of all played together. But even that, I mean, it's been crazy. You consider, you know, the historic stuff that they have accomplished and that they're still accomplishing. So I think it's a tough conversation. You can't really say who's the, the GOAT. Good news for us is we get to keep discussing it. And I, I, I can talk about every single person on this screen without, without coming up for air. I mean, it's a, it's a blessing to have all these great legends play our sport. And, um, you know, I'm here for I'm it. I'm still going to say Serena right now. All right. Grand Slam titles in the open era.
finish. And two, and two Serena slams, too. <laughs> two Serena slams. I like it. I think that's a big one. <laughs> Martina was top 10 for like a thousand yep. weeks. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's go to Big Foe, who's playing in an all-star celebrity basketball game. Uh, this is a huge deal for our guy, Francis Tiafo, yeah. wearing the number three like his good buddy Bradley Beal of the Washington Wizards. Dropped four points tonight. Nice showing for Big Foe. What do you think of that, Chanda? Oh, that's special. That is good stuff. I mean, Francis Tiafo, he is becoming a real superstar. I mean, he's always been this infectious personality on the tennis court. Now it is transcending tennis. Just want his game to keep matching it. That's all. Let's, get, let's keep that game going, Big Foe, on the tennis court. Personally, I'm just I'm so happy for him because when you have all this great success and you're enjoying life the way Francis seems to be doing, you really want to be able to do the things you want to do. I mean, mm. that's half the half the reason why you achieve all the success and get to certain heights. And look, he's a, he's a big hoop head. He loves basketball. So for him to be able to do this All Star Weekend, it's got to be a bit of a dream come true. And it wasn't even in tennis. So I, personally, I'm just so happy he got that experience. And uh, Jill Smoller, Serena's agent as well, throwing up that jersey. Got that cousin. Look at how happy she is. Uh, that is awesome. I saw you hit that smooth <laughs> jumper, foe. All-star tones. Keep them rolling. Here's the schedule for Saturday. we got TC Live for you as a bridge show. 7.30 p.m. Eastern tomorrow in between Delray Beach semifinals 1 and 2. Let's break down those matchups when we come back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back on TC Live, big birthday shout out to Maddie Keys. She is celebrating in Dubai. By the way, play doubles with Sonia Mirza in her last tournament. Happy birthday, Madison. It's that Aquarius energy all day long. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you, you know how we do it. Sending you all that love, light, and positivity. Ain't that right, Weissman? Kindness wins. That's, that's, what, that's what Madison brings. And uh, born one day before our own Chanda Rubin. Happy birthday, Madison oh, Keys. We're going to celebrate here. <laughs> Just a couple hours away. Hot shot of the day at Prakash. When a hot shot is a match point, that's extra spicy. Look at, look at how pretty he is when he does this going completely the opposite direction. Turns around. He can't even believe it. Going to get a replay here. Look, picks up the backhand. Moving to his left. Has to turn around. Move backwards and diagonal. As he's stopping, slides into the forehand. Momentum going there. Still happens to find it inside the line. Yeah. Oh, hot playboy. Do your thing. That's a real hot shot. That is a right? real hot shot. Congratulations to the team on this one. And he won the match. He won the match. That never happens. <laughs> Come on. That, love it. Love Chan it. has been a tough judge on the hot shot. So she's giving big love to that one. With, with that win, Dimitrov gets Daniil Medvedev tomorrow. Sviantek Pagula for the seventh time. Yannick Sinner in action. Albot Ketsmanovic. Taylor Fritz. Mackie McDonald. Alcaraz in action. A lot to break down. But let's start with Iga Sviantek and Jesse Pagula. You talked about the beatdown. Two and two United Cup. Pagula defeating Iga Sviantek, taking away maybe uh, some of that shine from all that had happened last year with Sviantek. No longer uh, immortal, unbeatable. And yet since then, 
She's only lost two games. Yeah, and I think the two and two scoreline, it seemed even worse than that when you watched the match and you watched how ineffective Iga Sviantek was. I think these are different conditions. I think Sviantek is certainly going to feel a lot more positive, a lot more confident with the way she's been playing. But Pagula, her mentality, the way she competes, how solid she stays through matches and the level of confidence that she's built. I mean, I expect this to be a really good match, a real good test. You kind of say Iga Sviantek has that slight advantage, but I think Pagula has a great mm. shot to win this one, and I think she wants it, and she's got that mindset now. She'd be the first American to win in Doha since Monica Seles back in 2002. How about Daniil Medvedev taking on Grigor Dimitrov? 4-2 head-to-head for Medvedev, who won the last time they played, and the only time they played on an indoor hard court. What does Dimitrov have to do to win tomorrow? Well, I had a chance to talk with his uh, coach, Jamie Delgado, who's splitting responsibilities with Danny Valverde, and uh, Jamie... Uh, Jamie's spending about 15 weeks with him this year, and he said some of the things that they've been working on are especially on the return to serve, coming over the return a little bit and focusing on consistent patterns that work well for him. So I think he's got to stay out of that backhand-to-backhand pattern with Medvedev, which is going to favor the mm-hmm. Russian, and uh, try to dictate with that forehand. Dimitrov's looked really good this week. I feel like he's, he's having kind of a, a re-breakthrough season. Yeah, mentally he looks really sharp. And to win tight matches like that, like we saw against Deminar, that always gives you that extra little bit of confidence. On those big points, you feel like you got it in you. All right, a lot of big matchups coming up tomorrow. We will be here to break them all down, including Taylor Fritz against Mackie McDonald. Two Americans were guaranteed one American in the Delray Beach Amer- final. Americans are looking good right now. A lot of numbers in that top 50. Hasn't been easy getting there. They've no. battled to the stage. <laughs> Thanks for watching TC Live. We'll see you tomorrow.